0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's do it, right? All I'll right. <laughs> yeah, open this Green River, which, if you haven't heard of it, it's the drink that Mountain Dew was based off of. And you—you said you're not sure if it originated in that shop, but that shop definitely makes it.
1: Yeah, Goodies uh, Fine Chocolates out of Bend, Oregon. It's uh, supposed to be—it's uh, world renowned. I know that, but it's, it's a soda bar. To, they have a soda bar. And they make old school uh, sodas And uh, Green River is one of them And uh, our Mountain Dew addicted uh, host Yeah, (laughs) that's me (laughs) Got to experience his first Green River
0: Listen, Mountain Dew or PepsiCo or whoever the fuck If you're listening, I'll be your sponsor I mean, you sponsor me, but then I'll tell people to drink Mountain Dew
1: (laughs) Easy, it's easy well, and the look on your face when you took that first sip, too. Yeah. It was like...
0: Green, you, you Green River of Dreams.
1: Nervous. You seemed a little nervous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Green River of Dreams. Billy Joel, if you're listening, and I know you are,
1: <laughs> River of Dreams. But then you kind of looked like, it, like, oh my God, I'm sucking Christmas's dick. Like,
0: <laughs> Dude,
1: I was like, this is you it. You looked
0: overjoyed. <laughs> this is it. This soda is it. Mountain <sighs> Dew. So good. So, So, I'm in Bend.
1: Yeah, Bend, Oregon. The one and only. Mm Mm-hmm. Hanging out with Jake. Hi, I'm Jake. (laughs) (laughs) You see his name in the
0: title. Jake Woodmancy. And, um, you know,
1: we're smoking some weed and hanging out. Oh. You might have to go lighter lighter to Bud, actually. Lighter to, yeah. But, um. And actually, the weed that we are smoking survived my house fire. Yeah, strawberry ice. Yeah, it's very Ooh. nice.
2: Yeah.
0: And then there's some of that mango too.
1: Yeah, which uh, I guess our our other would be sponsor is Mason jars, yo.
0: <laughs> Mason jars, thank you so much
1: for existing. Oh man, keep it up. <laughs> oh shoot, we actually even have a case of them right here for such an Anchor Glass Vintage. Thank you so much for your fine product, which. Saved uh, two pounds of marijuana from our house fire we had in November.
0: (laughs) Shout out to Anchor
1: Glass. Vintage. (laughs) I'd like to say vintage. (laughs) Sounds fancy to me.
0: Yeah, it's nice. It's good. It's a good thing. (laughs) Um, So you do do improv and stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, you opened for someone a few times. Do you want to talk about that or not talk about it? We can talk about it. I won't
1: say names. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so
0: will you tell that story?
1: Yeah, yeah of course. So, uh, once again, no names. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, years ago I was at the comedy store. We're not going to give specific dates. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I was working in the belly room. Uh, For those of you that don't know, the comedy store has a few different rooms. uh, The belly
0: room, the original room, and the
1: main room? Yeah. The main room. So uh, Mm. I was in the belly room, and I'd only been in L.A. for a few months and was working my way up. And uh, Mitzi Shore herself, uh, rest her soul, uh, came up. R.I.P. And uh, the headliner... um, had uh, a dedicated opener that he was going to use who apparently showed up so drunk he couldn't even hold a mic. Mm. And Mitzi was like, uh, Jake, uh, I've heard good things. Is there any way you could run to the main room and do a 10-minute spot for this very big-named person at the time? And I was like, <laughs> well, hell yeah. does the Pope shit in the woods? Let's do this. And so, uh, yeah, super nervous. Fun. So like, I, I didn't even know how to get to the backstage area appropriately from... That, so, I went, like, the customer way, waited in line, <laughs> and, like, trying to explain to the security guy. It's like, no, I'm kind of a big deal. Like, <laughs> like really? I, I got to do this? And, um, and then, uh, um, you know, you, you see the main stage, like, in comedy specials and all sorts of stuff. And then, like, when you actually, like, go behind the curtain the wrong way that I went, it's, like, 12 inches wide, like... It, Super thin, uh, curtain-to-backstage ratio. Yeah, a teenage bulimic Kate Moss couldn't fit (laughs) through there comfortably. So you're shuffling like, ooh, I'm fancy now. (laughs) Get back there, and I see the headliner, and I was like a little starstruck. And, uh, you know, being from Bend, Oregon, I'm kind of, yeah, I mean, you've hung out with me. I'm very like, oh, oh, hi, who are you? Yeah. tell me a life story <laughs> and so I it's went so out like, and first like oh hi let's be friends <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his entourage uh, stood in between me just kind of like you ain't on the list motherfucker <laughs> so yeah, go. I was like okay so and you know the once you actually get to the proper backstager, you know, it's, it's pretty expansive and you know, yeah. a lot of people can fit there comfortably and like, yeah. and I'm just tripping out. I'm like, Oh my God, all of my heroes have gotten high here on something, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just looking at that. And, uh, I don't know if it's still the same way, but it was all this like two tone tile, like black and white checkered, and, uh, which, uh, since I do tile, that appeals to me. <laughs> uh, so I go out and I do my, yeah, you are a Tyler. Yes. I set tile. I play with rocks. So we'll Uh, we'll get to that but not the cocaine (laughs) yeah just the tile um and then uh i um obviously like wasn't welcome to engage that person in conversation so i just really focused on my notes and i was like okay i'm gonna kick this ass i'm gonna do the best job possible Mm -hmm. go out give it my all and Uh, The set goes great crowd went nuts and then the headliner came out and he was doing stuff that had recently been (laughs) Like on DVD so everybody had already heard the joke so he didn't get the response that he wanted because everybody had already heard it Yeah, so um, It was a three-night deal so I come the second night and now I feel like all seasoned and wise, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Oh yeah, I'm totally getting through the Cape Moss hallway really quick. Now. And, uh, I get backstage and I, you know, learn from my first encounter, I'm going to mind my own business and just look at my notebook and go over my set and try to tighten it up. Yeah. Uh, he comes up to me personally while I'm sitting down and he was a very short person
2: <laughs>
1: attempting to stand over me. <laughs> Which was actually oddly intimidating until I realized, like, I was taller than this person. Uh, And he's like, hey, man, don't be so funny this time. And, like, I thought he was joking, so I I giggled, like, ha-ha. Like, that's my job. He's like, no, I'm serious. Like, take it back a notch. I was just like, the fuck is going on? Like, like, I get yanked over here because I'm doing okay, and then... Comedy to make people laugh. Yeah. I was like, okay. I mean it, it's kind of the equivalent of somebody saying like you can fuck my wife but just the tip <laughs> you know it's just like okay yeah, ease, ease up a little bit yeah I'll, I'll, I mean I'll try like, I, don't, I don't know if I'm swearing too much for this thing sorry.
2: no 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 it's
1: um, totally fucking allowed oh fuck yes can we just appreciate the fuck word for a second yeah um, it's fucking great it's... Can we, actually, we can yeah. close that for, like, wind. For yeah, edit, totally. For the lighter. No worries. <laughs> um, so, the second time, I'm like, okay, maybe I just went too high energy or something, and he thought that was annoying. So, I did pretty much the exact same set, just a lot slower.
2: Yeah.
1: And this is where I discovered the impact of timing, because apparently that made everybody lose their shit <laughs> and laugh harder. <laughs> because they had more time to absorb the jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, every time they laughed harder, I was, like, biting my nails on the inside. I was like, no, please stop it, please. Don't <laughs> laugh too loud. You'll, you'll make them angry. Yeah, like, instantly... You're
2: going to get me in trouble.
1: Yeah, my spirit animal was a, a, a beaten housewife. And,
2: uh,
1: uh, so, like, I didn't even hang around for the feedback. I knew it was bad. <laughs> like, I just like left yeah and so I came back for the third and final night
0: yeah
1: and uh, at this point like I've just been stewing over the whole don't be so funny thing to the point where like I'm pissed I'm upset (laughs) yeah and uh, he comes straight up to my face with his entourage of very very large men (laughs) and says like motherfucker I thought I told you not to be so funny next time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> outraged you know because same thing with the audience you know he'd already released a DVD with those same jokes so, yeah. so I stood up and <laughs> made him aware that I was taller than him and my exact words were do you tell your housemaid not to clean bitch <laughs> and <laughs> um, all the sound gear is like right there so I kicked that on <laughs> yeah. and just went out there and brought it with as much energy as physically possible (laughs) like fire (laughs) Uh, pretty much did a mic drop yeah and everyone laughed but you know that's before you kids had your thing this was like an original (laughs) mic drop when it was rude (laughs) and uh, yeah uh, it did not get called back Uh, (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah yeah for some reason they didn't take kindly to that oh man a good story um it was a surreal moment for sure yeah how
0: about um oh yeah so you started doing comedy when did you start doing comedy and did you do improv first or stand
1: up first uh oh oh, and you do sketch Uh, as well huh yeah I mean I guess I I don't really consider it much different there's just teamwork funny and solo funny Mm -hmm. in my mind I guess and Um, I've always kind of considered I I think really if you want to be diverse and learn anything uh, focus on the similarities of the principles versus the example yeah but I mean like in a general sense which one did you do first like
0: which one because you were like I want to perform yeah and then were you like
1: improv I I did like school plays and improv in in school and I really really loved improv because it was like Wait, there's no homework? You just show up and say the first thing you think of? Hell yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess improv was the first kind of taste. Of and then you were like,
0: I'm going to move it up a notch. I'm going to fucking do stand-up too.
1: Well, actually, my buddy Tony booked me a gig without telling me. Oh. So I had to do... <laughs> uh, so, somebody in my family has the tape somewhere. I did 22 minutes my first time. Nice. And, and uh, it was good? It went well. Uh, we, were, we were at a show here in Bend, Oregon, and um, it was, like, a comic night, and this poor guy, he was bombing so bad, it was just, like... Have you ever seen anybody bomb where it's just... Y- your day is ruined because you've seen that much sadness on another human being? Like, Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's... Like, open mics are... Open mics are one thing, but then if it's at like a show, it was bu- it was like a booked comic, and you were like, "Oh no, this is
1: going bad." Or was yeah, we were sitting mic. right up front, and it was uh, my my buddy uh, Tony Swanson and his girlfriend at the time Nikki, and uh, who's an awesome person. Hi, like Nikki. Uh, and all of us were just kind of giving each other the like the eye, but still trying to be polite for the guy, like yeah. rooting for him. Like, come on, buddy, you you can you can fix this. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he apparently couldn't uh then he uh, uh tony left the table saying like oh i'm gonna get us all some drinks comes back or before that he had said uh oh well you're funnier than this guy and he was like yeah maybe drunk at a party but i don't know about like this and he leaves and comes back and slaps me on the shoulder he's like hey man i got you booked you're up in two weeks oh shit I was like book for what? another gin and tonic? like what, what, what's going on here? <laughs> stand up yeah so I freaked out I watched uh, I watched the news <laughs> like Fox like Trump watches Fox I guess yeah <laughs> like just non-stop anything like bizarre or out of the ordinary I was like okay write it down write it down yep uh, yeah I did 22 minutes and then there was there was no other comedians uh, really like here locally yeah. to like talk to like or even yeah. like you know kind of get advice so I just I watched every comedy special I had access to and I yeah. <laughs> uh, tried to like once again principle over example follow their uh, formula like what they were doing mm-hmm. and like break that down like like I'm pretty sure all of us psychotically do and uh, yeah, yeah it went really well and I'll never forget showing up the road comics for like season. like a lot of these guys like Like, there was two dudes. Both had been doing it for at least 15 years. Yeah. Like, so, they'd done more than one. (laughs) So, uh, I show up, you know, like, first day of school with my little notebook and everything. And uh, went up, introduced myself, shook hands. and They were super nice. And they're like, oh, sweet, you're opening for us right on. Yeah. The feature was just all, like... uh, like, oh, yeah, it'll be nice to have an opener. so we take the bullet. and Like, I had no idea what that meant. And was just is that a... Kyle Kinane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. Coming
0: up on Comedy Central. Coming up next.
1: <laughs> you
0: know, uh, he's so funny. You know his stuff, yeah?
1: No, oh, not really, but, dang. like, I'm familiar, I guess. Wait, you just hit it, right? Yeah, that also is affecting my memory of Kyle Kinane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We got a uh, bomb being
0: passed back and forth
1: right now. Oh, but everything was all smiles and handshakes until they were like, "So how long have you been doing it?" And I was like, "Oh, this is my first time," and they backed off of me like a scene in a prison movie where like the guy in the cafeteria doesn't know, like everybody else knows he's about to get jacked up. <laughs> he's just happily eating his grits and everybody's backing off. That's they treated me like that, and then my set went really well, and then they they were friendly after that.
2: All right. <laughs>
1: But it it was a funny, like, switch in behavior. Like, like, oh, this was a really nice date till I found out you was a virgin. (laughs) Impressive rips sir. like, Lyme's disease does not affect your lungs. You know,
2: I mean, like... (laughs)
1: Like,
0: weed keeps my, uh... Have you ever noticed... When you burn your mouth on pizza, you know, roof your your mouth on pizza, classic fucking (coughs) classic mistake. mistake. (laughs) The the food was too hot. You went for it too fast. You fucked up. And when I first started smoking weed, I I had some pizza and it was really hot and I was about to burn my mouth. Like I felt it before I actually, it actually happened. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to move it around a little bit. Maybe not burn my mouth. And then I didn't burn my mouth. And I'm like, I'm attributing that to weed. It's like, it gives you <laughs> powers in that you like know your body better while you're smoking it, while you're high on it. I guess... Uh, in uh It's medicinal and it's fun. It depends on the strain
1: for me. Like, some definitely make me physically aware. Yeah. But it's cool to... You know It's also hilarious feel that difference yeah. It's also like it's When you get high enough It's like Dude I eat pizza so smart now
2: <laughs>
1: I do I do You're a fucking genius Pizza eater When you get <laughs> I'm a
0: good pizza eater You guys Bring me to your parties Where people are burning The ribs of their mouths And I will give them This speech <laughs>
1: And I will spread the good word of cannabis. You're gonna be like the Moses of pizza eating. This is the way. (laughs) I was told by a burning slice of pepperoni. (laughs) The ten rules of eating pizza while (laughs) incredibly
2: high. Shit.
1: It'll
0: work. I'll get followers. They'll be like pizza. All right, I'm in.
1: (laughs) That's usually what gets me. Like even when I say I'm tired of pizza, if somebody like. It's like, oh, dude, we got pizza. It's like, well, yeah, I'm going to eat it. That is. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And like, uh, I'm a regular at Domino's because they have that two medium, two toppings for five ninety nine each deal. And I'm like, that's a fucking good deal. <laughs> their pizza is good, too. They fix their shit. They have totally
1: to- are a corporate chainsaw guy. like. <laughs> I am and I didn't like, think I was that hippie until you came here and I was just like well I can't believe you're not eating our locally harvested hot dogs that we have down the street and I'm like and I'm like 7-Eleven hot dog I know what it's gonna taste like it's I caught myself sounding a little vegany y when talking to you I felt really bad about it later like when I had to go around errands, I was just like oh shit I better get this guy a Green River because I feel really fucking bad about (laughs) (coughs) talking down about his hot dog choices in his life.
0: No, man. Like, it's cool. And it's not for everyone either. Like, I, I, I love junk food, and it's fucking good. Like, I've never... I've never really felt bad after eating junk food, like, fast food. But I felt, like, maybe kind of shitty if I ate too much or...
1: If bad qualifies as sleepy when you should be alert after eating insane <laughs> amounts of crap, then yes, I guess I've had that sensation. I don't think it's negative, honestly. That's part of the goal. Yeah. It's like, man, I want my st- just my stomach to feel high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me a combo meal. I'm like a biscuits and gravy ice cream kid. Like, I. It's, it's like a back bucket list oh, thing in my, in my mind of. Uh, like, I've got to try every biscuits and gravy. And actually, some of the best I've had in the world. Wait, there's a biscuits and gravy ice cream? No. Oh, no. But now you've given me new goals. Oh. I was saying biscuits and gravy and ice cream yeah. are my two, like, things. where i just, I've got to try every single Have you tried all, like,
0: the Ben and Jerry's flavors?
1: Uh, yeah. I actually, they, they do a volunteer day for a charity once a month. Up here, yeah, and so I've, I've done it there. they like free ice cream here. Well, it's hilarious because there's a line of 100 people, and like it's volunteer, right? And it's yeah. free ice cream day, like you get a scoop for free, yeah. So I am completely unabashed about taking a, a sample spoon in front of people. Like, oh, I want to make sure it's a good one.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: you chose what? Oh man, I can't wait till you get this. Let me, sorry, it's a two biter, it's a two biter. Give me a second, yeah. So i my, like a really dick like
0: that. My favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor is cinnamon buns. Have
1: you mm. tried it? Um, it tastes like cinnamon rolls as ice cream. Yeah, I just it's don't a, like cinnamon rolls because I had to make them all the time. Oh, I used to be shit. a pastry chef way back uh, at an Italian bakery up here, and like so.
0: What? Well, uh, and you made cinnamon rolls all the time?
1: All the time.
0: Holy shit! I
1: even made like funky one-sided ones with like a peppered ganache and raspberry puree inside, which was like pretty what? phenomenal. Yeah, that's some pro chef shit. <laughs> it, well, it's bake really, off, bake off. So if you bake like several hundred pastries every night and smoke weed, yeah, uh, you <laughs> you come yeah. up with fantastic recipes because you're like,
2: yeah. you know what I've never had.
1: But are like, the only things within reach. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dude, I've thought of so many
0: munchies. Like, just high and, like, like, I really want to eat some food. And it's going to be dank. Okay, I have some peanut butter. I have some crackers. I have some Reese's Pieces. (laughs) I have some Nesquik chocolate syrup from (laughs) the store. Uh, I have some sunflower seeds. And then I eat the sunflower seeds, but then I shell it, and then I put the sunflower seed in the
1: peanut butter on the cracker. If I have like a charcuterie thing in front of Mm. me, like just like meat cheese crackers. Yeah. I will keep rotating all of them. So the mouth is consistently full. All right. I'm really just a conveyor belt (laughs) (laughs) eating prized meats. Mm. And I like to get it in such a ratio. So there's like equal parts meat, cheese, and cracker in the mouth at all times Yeah, but the ma- like I am like a chipmunk who doesn't want to walk back to harvest more nuts like stuffing the shit in my cheeks until I look like Oprah's panties like fucking but that's how I get down on some fancy shit here. like Dude, I was on a date something. once and the girl ordered that and I was just like It was some of the most self-restraint I've ever exercised in my life (laughs) to not just... And it had the Melba toast that I like and there was candy pistachios. I was just like, oh shit, I want to make a little mouth goulash right now. It's going to be so good. (laughs) But you held back. I I had to. (laughs) She would have understood. If she she was the one. Yeah. If she was the one, she would have understood. she didn't, then she was just like, well...
0: This is who I am. This yeah. is what I love.
1: Sorry, not well, sorry. And I'm an accidental mon- monogamous, so that that date went on for nine months.
2: Whoa. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. and it was a series of unfortunate events for me The only blind date I ever <inaudible> went on. Snickets. Yeah, so the only was blind on date I ever went on, dude. I fucking I got engaged. For the what? First time. Yeah. Not on the date, like just to that person. I've been engaged three times, so I guess it's actually more casual for me than others. But <laughs> I've been
0: almost engaged once, um, married once,
1: Ooh. and divorced once. Usually, when somebody says "married once," it it,
2: <laughs> it alludes
1: to the fact that they also have a divorce on their, uh, well, their marriage badge sash.
0: I like, mean, what if what if there's like widows and widowers? That's, that's a real thing. That's actually one of
1: the most cost-efficient divorces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, what that's is the great really- do if you don't pay rent? Like, <laughs> Dude, there's, this,
0: there's this commercial from Principal Life Insurance, I think. And, okay. And on the commercial, it's like this, this kid who's working hard, and then he brings home a paycheck to his mom. And the mom is like, how are we going to make rent? And then she gets this letter from principal life insurance that the husband had set up, but what, didn't fucking tell them about? (laughs) And then she's like, she gets the letter and then the kid hands her the paycheck. He's like, I've been working. This is for the house. And then she's like crying and she's like, dad took care of us. And I'm like... You need better communication in your yeah. relationship. <laughs> yeah,
1: just a wee bit.
0: Yeah. I, ha- I have set up a life insurance policy just in case I die someday. That's a pretty easy thing to say.
1: <laughs>
2: and then it's like... Oh, shit. And then it's like, she finds out.
0: Like, oh, shit. We're saved now. I don't know. That was so funny.
2: <laughs> because
0: also. There's something <laughs> plucky there. Also, it's like emotional, um. Uh, uh, fucking. Emotional, psychological. Like. Because they're toying with your emotions and they're like, look, this lady's husband died and she's crying about it. By insurance.
1: Just in case. We're not the mob. Like <laughs> it, it kind of concerns. is that. Like if you park in the, like Little Armenia or something in LA, <laughs> it's like, alright, uh, thank you so much for coming to uh, Little Armenia. You you park here. You are wanting insurance, my friend. I, I don't want uh, anything bad uh, to happen to car uh, while you are uh, here. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, same thing, it's just like, you know, like, yeah, it'd be a real shame if anything happened to your husband, you know, he's a nice husband, it's a good year, yeah. Husband insurance. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, insurance is such a scam. Our whole country is like, oh my God,
1: our whole country is <laughs> I just realized with wife care. insurance, you could have liability or full coverage. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Uh.
0: Fuck. Our healthcare sucks. Let's get back to you.
1: Uh, (laughs) Well, I was expressing my opinion. I mean, they know me. We're learning about each other before. That's true.
0: (laughs) Um, Let's see. What's something in comedy that you haven't done
1: that you would love to do? And it doesn't have to be just one thing. Um, I actually want to film a sitcom. I've written episodes for other people and I've I've done my own like writing, yeah. and I've done like all the preliminary steps. You got a pilot, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I sent you those. I sent you those, dude. Scores. Well, Special I actually have time to read it doctor. tonight after this. Like, nice. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, you've seen like I, I work, and then I go <laughs> to the yeah. show, and then it's the celebrations afterwards that I'm done. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, uh, I'm looking forward to reading your stuff. I, I would just actually like the chance to, uh, do a sitcom. I, I, I've directed live theater before. Yeah. Um, which, uh, I, I have a tumor named after a certain person (laughs) I did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it was a rock musical. Uh, I love this guy to death, like as a person. Um, but it was one of the most stressful projects I've ever done in my life. But, the sitcom deal, uh, what fascinates me is the ability to uh, do a scene more than once
0: uh, Yeah. the final
1: cut. Like, yep.
0: To have different uh, different takes on the dialogue and different jokes and the ability to. Well,
1: and then also giving the actors the ability to, like, it was like, dude, do you want to do something different? You want to get a little cray cray with it? Like Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I would love the ability to uh, be able to have, like, not. I wouldn't want to be. Uh, like, the director... I would love to be, like, assistant director... And, like, learn yeah. from somebody much better suited for it. Like, it's
0: kind of like what Judd Jud does, right? Judd Apatow? With his movies and stuff? He yeah. Has, he has the things where he's, like... Joke, joke time. Like, fucking play with this scene. Make it what you want. It doesn't have to be what's written on the page. If you feel something, say it. And then we'll take that. I think that's what he does. Judd, if you're listening... I know you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: he's not. He's probably not.
0: Uh, that, is that what you do? Is that how you direct? Because that <laughs> sounds, I, I think there's like special features and stuff showing all
1: that stuff. But, um, <laughs> also, uh, Judd if you're listening, which I mean, of course, of course, why I wouldn't Jed be listening? <laughs> uh But you left your panties uh, at my house. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. But I tucked them away with the spare key. You know where that is. Uh, oh, so, it's yeah. under the rock, <laughs> dude! Now everybody knows it's under the rock, asshole. It was between me and Judd. It's always under the rock. It's between me and Judd, dude. <laughs> it's always under Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> he guards my uh, one night Judd Apatow stand <laughs> panties and spare keys.
0: Dwayne Johnson doing that well? Dwayne Johnson, if you're listening, I know you are. I'd love to have you on the podcast. (laughs) Uh, uh, Dude. Um, So, so a sitcom. You said you've already written it. We talked a little bit about it, but we won't go into
1: details because, you know. Oh, we've got our copyright stuff. I can talk about it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wrote it with uh, Brandon Johns, who's uh, working or else I totally would have had him here with us. You guys will have best friend bracelets by the time uh, you leave uh, Mm Bend. Uh, great dude. Uh, we wrote Cadulting. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> very much based off of my current living status. So,
2: <laughs>
1: uh, so three characters. Um, we got Sage, Fort, and then Athena. Uh, they're local small town comics. Uh, uh, Their significant others bust them all watching the exact same porno. <laughs> uh which uh, we decided uh, every episode we want to have a historical themed uh, <laughs> porno title <laughs> uh one one of the ideas is napoleon bonaparte yeah That's but the guy's all into elbow and knee fucking um <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously yeah <laughs> i don't know where else you could go with that. bones uh, so they get busted watching uh, Marie Chouatinet let them eat cock. <laughs> Bruckheimer presents. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so they, they all lose their uh, relationships, living situation, jobs, all because of the chain of events right off the be- the bat. And then they get jobs as uh, uh live in nannies.
2: Yeah. And.
0: Uh, And they all like have a network and they talk about talk about their nannying's and stuff. Or yeah, the reason it's called
1: adulting is uh, because I mean, a obviously they're watching children uh, while trying to maintain some ounce of responsibility, but also that Mm. like you know they're adult kids, and so yeah. um, We uh, we actually had the privilege of hanging out with uh, the Dead South, amazing band. If you haven't heard them, Uh, and. They were sweet as pie, and uh, we we might be able to use uh, one of their songs for the theme song, which is just exciting. Just even that they heard us out was cool. So even if they like, you know, if their management says no in the long run, they'll be fine. But we gave them a copy of the script, and we got a positive response from them. Dope. The Dead South. Yeah. Uh, they have that. Sorry, so like uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, It starts off with that
0: kind of whistling. (laughs) If it's on the radio, I don't know it, because I don't listen to the radio. I've got...
1: I found it on... uh, Because of Brandon, now, um, originally I wanted to use a Devil Makes Three song. Yeah. um, Called uh, Family, which I love. Uh, It's one of my favorite songs. And I wanted to... like do something kind of like with that vibe and then Brandon was like, Yeah, it's close, it's just a little bit off and like he sent me a, a bunch of tiles and he sent me that one and like I from the second I heard it I was like, Oh dude, like I can so see these people that we created do this and Yeah. Uh what was great was we did a table read with it. Yeah, and uh, we actually had to take a one minute laugh break, which is so fucking satisfying as a writer. Like, I hope everybody gets to feel of that from like their writing at one moment. Like, yeah,
0: dude, holy shit!
1: Uh, everybody had to stop for one whole minute, and uh, so that was creepy. And uh, <laughs> actually, shit, Brent should just join the conversation. Brent, <laughs> just join the conversation. Right. <laughs> can, um, it was really cool also to see people read the r- lines wrong, and instead of like correcting them on all of it, we actually just let it fly. It'd be like, okay, well, obviously we didn't write that line of dialogue naturally enough. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Sorry, I thought I would, it would just open a little bit so I could light a cigarette in here but without being, like, horribly offensive. But since the entire garage door is open, yeah, are, you, are you okay open. with
0: this? Yeah,
1: it's cool. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, don't be sorry. No, no it was actually funny. No worries. Everybody say hi to Brent. <laughs> hi,
0: guys. Yeah, say hi to all the listeners out there.
1: Yeah. Dude, Judd Apatow's listening. Did you know that?
0: He's not. Yeah. <laughs> and, and neither is, um, shit.
1: Who else did we just talk about? I oh, don't know, but let's just say Daryl Hannah for fun. Hey, Daryl Hannah. Hey. <laughs> How you doing, girl? <laughs> oh, by the way, your panties are also next to uh, Judd Apatow's, next to the spare key under Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So. Oh shit. Uh, oh, yeah, Daryl. The Rock, the um, rock is uh, the person. Yeah.
0: The Rock, if you're listening. Then you <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's your favorite part about doing comedy?
1: Um, I would say a really strong 50-50 is uh, the people you meet and the friendships you make for sure like um, like almost all my best friends are uh, from comedy in some way shape or form or performance Yeah, and then also uh, when uh, you hear people repeat your jokes to you poorly yeah like first couple of times I was definitely like I was kind of prissy like it was annoying <coughs> because it, uh, <coughs> like my director brain was just going like you know, you're know you doing it
0: wrong <laughs> <you know."
1: laughs> dick
0: dude someone yelled out last night one of my punchlines which was also just like the title of the joke <laughs> the one that I was telling you uh, about do your me, listeners about, know that one about or? corn Oh, say, yeah. I'll just say it's about corn, but yeah. it's, it's it's more involved than that.
1: Speaking of which, there's a CD I'm going to play you the next time we run an errand. Uh, cool.
0: I've actually got some CDs, too. I'd love to.
1: Dude, we got a music swap. We got Well, yeah. Saturday, it'll that's, be. That's we, an old I, school I actually tradition. get to sleep in. We yeah. have our last show together Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So, or at least for this round. And, it's an old
0: school tradition of yeah. trading music and just being like. I have this CD. Oh, cool. Can I burn it? Yeah. <laughs> cool, now I have this CD. Just download it to the TV, please.
1: <laughs> I'm yeah, not going to do all, that many steps. It's
0: all MP3s now, and it's all like on the cloud. <laughs> and then if you don't have internet, you can't access it
1: unless you've downloaded it to your device. Isn't that a funny thing about today's day and age? Like, we think we're minimalist because it's like uh instead of cds and records and stuff we have electronic devices to store just the exact same amount of crap to store you don't see it all
0: it's to store our memories and to act as our memory yeah because like i i was telling you earlier how i moved my journaling to digital and so it's all up there on google's calendar on my google calendar
1: but you see what I'm saying? Like, uh, because we, we kid ourselves that we're minimalists because we don't, like, physically take up that much space with our, all of our devices and everything. Yeah. But if you think about it, we all still keep the exact like. How much of us are digital hoarders? Like. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, you never know when that crappy rap song I wrote in high school it might come in handy. So. Dude, right I have that. I have
0: a couple external hard drives, and I'm just I'm just holding on to them because I have data in there. I have a lot of, like, movies and TV shows
1: and shit. <laughs> Music. I have a question for you. Do you ever have a dream of a bit that you forgot about? Uh... Has that ever happen to you? No. I have dreamed...
0: I dreamed a song one time, and I fucking wrote it.
1: Can, can we hear you hum a few bars, or...? Uh...
0: <laughs> it's pretty good. It's like it's like on um I think I have it on my music page. Really glad you came.bandcamp.com. <laughs>
1: um wait, what was that again? I, I didn't quite hear it.
0: That's really glad you came.bandcamp.com.
1: Oh, so it's at really, really glad, glad you came Okay, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> sometimes I put music up there
2: <laughs>
0: oh
1: shit I think I've made like one dollar
2: from my band count
1: dude if you go down to the penny that's triple digits motherfucker <laughs> uh, if you count in the decimals I wrote a rap about X-Files why not put it up there well who hasn't
2: really?
1: <laughs> mm, you're right yeah <laughs> it's pretty hack at this point i mean i really don't want to cut your ego <laughs> down. come on bro everybody's fucking done the x-files rap game.
0: david duchovny and jillian anderson if you're
1: listening and i know you are maybe actually I'd love to have
0: you on the podcast
1: <laughs> in that context wouldn't he, he be uh david dub or something what There's got to be a rapper handle for. Dukhany? David Duchovny and for. Wait, I'm sorry. She's an amazing actress. Jillian
0: Anderson. Jillian. No, no, Jillian Jillian Moore. No. Jillian
1: Anderson. Jillian Anderson.
0: Yeah, the real Jillian Anderson, I think, on Twitter. Or the real Jillian A. (laughs) Anyway, shout out. And if you guys want to do the podcast, I want to talk to you about X Files all fucking day long.
1: Uh, Jill, money, and uh, stepsky I mean, if you guys can make the show, it'd be great. Uh, we'll uh, uh, we'll make best friend gold chains and uh, cover our grills together. Uh, I have a deathly jealous friend. We actually have a couple. So.
0: Dude, so we have a show
1: coming up. Dude, I'm so excited for this. This is gonna be so much fun, and I'm so glad. Yeah. Uh, dude, this guy, your host, awesome uh, possum, showed up three days early for the gig, and then. I uh, just randomly did an awesome 20-minute set last night at the Capitol. Uh, it
2: was okay.
1: <laughs> it was, dude, it was a lot of fun. The crowd loved you, man. Like You were great. Like, it was a really good night. Everybody was pretty solid.
0: I'm glad. I'm, yeah. glad uh, I'm glad that I made them laugh. And I haven't watched the video yet, but I'm like, maybe I could use that video too to be like, yo, festivals, what's up?
1: Oh, dude, <laughs> you just cut your hair today, so it's going to look like... Yeah. Well, yeah. Ten years before that, I also did this one,
0: <laughs> but somehow two
1: days later, yeah. <laughs> it was actually the next day.
2: Hmm.
0: I do have that.
2: You'll thing. never guess my evil plan.
0: I do have that thing where if my hair is longer and I have a beard, and then I just shave into a haircut. It's like two different people, and I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I look like under all that, <laughs> under all that
2: hair. Which is so funny because
1: when we first met like you talking about your religious background growing up yeah, I had a hard time picturing it I was like you actually just kind of look like a ginger from the bible like <laughs> I really don't necessarily believe that you were that bible-esque today I totally see it <laughs> I can picture like little shorter, kid Doug walking around
0: the shorter hair I'm like when it gets hot and your hair is the reason that you're sweating I'm like fuck
1: I can control that no well dude my take clippers to it erectile dysfunction fro I guess is what you would call my hair it's kind of fro-ish just not it's just curly it's like wavy
0: (laughs) yeah there's the three different types of hair there's like straight hair which is what I have curly hair which is like you know, super curly or, like, pretty curly, and then there's wavy, which is, like, the
1: in-between spot. It looks wavy. Well, it's also been sweating in a beanie all day, like, you can Maybe. do it. Yeah. I did a redneck do-rag all day, working tile, <laughs> which is hilarious, like, because, so... Uh, the house fire thing happened in November, and like so. A lot of people knew I was homeless because I kept doing shows. Uh, like, oh yeah,
0: wait. So real quick, can we can I say that that about yeah, the yeah, house yeah. fire yeah, thing? It's,
1: it's facts. You can say whatever. So yeah,
0: Jake was Jake was telling me that the house caught on fire, and I was like, "Holy shit! Is everything okay? Is everyone okay?" It's like everyone is okay, but not so much everything because you know the yeah. house caught on fire, and. um and then so I arrive to bend and then I'm like able to crash here and I can't I forgot completely that the house was on fire like I I couldn't even tell I didn't even notice
1: yeah we did a lot of the work ourselves and like uh looks amazing uh we based uh uh God, it feels weird talking about this in my normal voice. It's going to be easier to do this. Okay. It's like, so what we did is we based the bathroom counter and the guest bathroom off of a short story I wrote. And so it's illuminated illuminated rose quartz. It's, it's fantastic. It's glowing. It, it looks dope. It shines dimly like a younger Baldwin.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a younger Stephen Baldwin.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I meant. It was like, yeah, because Alec Baldwin, who I love, is he's the oldest, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think so.
1: I love the guy because, like, even when I hear about him being an asshole, I, like, I'm an asshole too, so I'm just like, God, I kind of respect that. <laughs> like, when he punched the shit out of the reporter that was harassing him and Kim Basinger uh, right after they had their first kid together. Oh, a while ago. Yeah, he was, like, trying to shove the camera in the baby's face and, like, waking the baby up and, like, Alec Baldwin just dragged him to the bathroom, beat the crap out of him, broke his camera, and then paid him for it. Holy shit. Like he's like, here, get yourself a new camera, leave my my wife and my family alone. And like so ever since then I'm just like, you know what, dude? That's that's actual gentleman's card. <laughs> in my mind. Like We, we literally made such a He made a stance. <laughs> yeah, well, in my mind, uh, and I you know, it's not a, an uncommon theme right now. We, we've we gotten so concerned with hurting feelings that, you know, comedians are apologizing for jokes, and, like, people I admire have to do that, you know? Yeah. Like, like uh, there was that outcry for Daniel Tosh, and it's like, who would ever go to a Daniel Tosh concert that couldn't handle a punch or two, like, you know... Yeah. A, a jab as far as like jokes, like not an actual like physical punch, that's like more a punk rock concert thing. Yeah. But same kind of thing. It was like you don't go into a mosh pit and be like, they they punched me. That's not right, guys. <laughs> it's like well then don't go into mosh pits. Don't go to Daniel Tosh shows if your feelings are that sensitive
0: and don't don't go to mosh pits The topic though in that Tosh show is like such a such a hard topic to talk about on stage. If you're talking about it, like, you've got to just be, be like, this is what it is, or maybe, I don't even know how I'd make a rape
1: joke that's, like, classy. Do you want to hear one, actually? (laughs) Because I, I was on, I, I was with a momentary mattress maiden, and... Yeah. I was talking about comedy stuff, uh, hooked up with her because of a show. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: uh, So we were laying in the pillow talking, and I I, I made a joke, and she laughed at it. She was like, I shouldn't laugh at it. There's nothing funny about it. And I was just like, Well, you just disproved your own (laughs) statement by laughing at the thing that you said isn't funny. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, she was like, No, but seriously, you can't do like a contrived joke about, you know, forceful sex and make it funny. I was like, I absolutely can right now. And she was like, how? And I was like, well, I myself was molested when I was a kid, okay? And the worst part of it was that it stopped when I was ten. Like, do you have any idea how crushing that is? I thought I'd lost all my sex appeal. I was going around the church (laughs) dropping Bibles. Just like, you know, oh! Hi, Father McCleary. I was just, uh, Just reading some Deuteronomy. Oh, pesky thing. It scratched my penny loafers. I'm just going to polish them. (laughs) And nothing, dude. Didn't have sex again until I was 17. Like, it was horrible. (laughs) So yes, I do think it's possible to do a classy rape joke. I think it's important not to be callous about it. Yeah. Like, I mean, unless that's what you're going for and you have a, a brilliant way of doing it, you know, like, and I, I do think Tosh does. And yeah. I just think, uh, societally, what bothers me is this, uh, this kind of thought that, like, everything should appease your senses. Well, it's, it's, it's less, gone from every voice should be heard to that, I think.
0: It's less of like, because I've seen that there's a show called First Amendment Comedy, Martin Lawrence, I think. <laughs> And I've like, heard I of it. I haven't seen it. Is it good? I haven't seen it. I and love like, Martin
1: Lawrence personally.
0: And yeah, but like the whole, the whole thing of like we can say whatever the fuck we want because America, because oh, it's free that speech kind of. and like it's like sure yeah you can, but also. Like, be cool about it, or, (laughs) I don't know, just try not to hurt people's feelings, I guess, by not targeting
1: certain people, and, I don't know. See, my barometer's off on that, because uh, we do a roast every year up here. Uh, Yeah. A majority of us. And we roast the year as if it was a person. (laughs) And it's a shit ton of fun and just it, like it,
0: yeah. you're roasting the year I'm, I get because yeah. like a lot of shitty things happen during the year ever since
1: 2016 people have been like myself included a little bitchy about what's going on like I don't know if that's just because I'm like in my you know approaching my late 30s now it's because
0: like, it's because the news is in our face all the time because our president constantly. is a fucking
1: idiot mm-hmm. well and there's that aspect which is horrible enough Then also the people doing the news just know the second that they say his name we have to listen because we're like, oh, fuck,
0: what now? Yeah, what did he do now? Is our country in trouble? Are we going to get blown up today? It's like,
1: wasn't he in timeout? How the hell did
0: he get his phone back if he's in timeout? Are we going to get blown up tomorrow or next week? When? What the fuck?
1: Well, and because of the nature of my day job, um, uh, most of the guys listen to conservative radio.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I I hear both sides all day like I my thought process is certainly more um more liberal Yeah <laughs> Uh more lefty snowflake <laughs> Uh, almost like the burnt snowflakes at Second Street Theater in Bend, Oregon. Friday and Saturday, the 25th and 26th at 8 p.m., pre-sale, $12 plus fees if you go to secondstreettheater.com, or you can pay $15 at the door and be a pal. All right, hope to see you there. Beer and wine available all ages, but treat it like a rated R film. <laughs>
0: oh, fuck yeah, what a great... What uh, a
2: great
1: segue! <laughs> sorry, uh, you got me high. I just felt natural, but uh, that was perfect. We got each other.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. But yeah, I am definitely more that way. But hearing their language about the stuff, they only play snippets of his speeches, is what I noticed. Yeah, and on the you know the liberal media with the evil Democrats. <laughs> I've had my seventh cigar uh, today. <laughs> And because of my exquisite palate and superior intelligence, <laughs> on loan from God, I uh, have noticed <laughs> that the president is brilliant. And then they'll just play a clip of, I had a great idea. All right, now you heard it straight from his mouth. And it's like total propaganda radio. Like, they throw out any fucking wild theory that comes to their mind. <sighs> And like you know, it's different. We we're doing, we like, you know, we're comedians. We throw out hypotheses, but we all know they're silly. Yeah. These guys think the second they say something, it's a fact, and it's hilarious. And they repeat themselves so much that other people start to take it as facts too, and it's crazy.
0: Yeah. And then and, the hive mind starts, and then people just jump yeah. on board.
1: So I mean, I I am surrounded by full spectrum news mm-hmm. all day, mm-hmm. and like I personally hate it in my off time. The only reason I watch uh, news sources I like, which I refuse to mention in case they gave people rape pills or did something horrible that completely discredits them. Now all of a sudden, like because it feels like people are dropping like flies now. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I um, I just feel that the other side of the news actually plays the full speeches of Donald Trump and lets himself make the joke just by his example versus what
2: yeah. uh,
1: those people are doing
0: and
1: yeah like I watch Colbert and
0: Corden every night and it's funny as hell because they play the whole clip and and you're like yeah the president is dumb he's like yeah. doesn't know what he's doing and he just he's a kid He just has
1: people that he refers to. I, um, I'm so sorry. My bladder's about to explode. I'm just gonna pee outside, because it's Oregon, and you can do that. (laughs) (sighs) I'm gonna load up
0: another bowl, because weed is great. That is right. Oh, yeah. The garage is open. I'm gonna put my hoodie on. <coughs> it's raining. Raining or rainy? Yeah, it's raining. But. <sighs> <sighs> Oregon, a place where you can pee outside
1: <laughs> Oh, so sorry. I have one no neighbor I don't like, so I like to pee at her house
2: like...
1: it, it, it,
0: it, it's caveman behavior, but
1: hey, you know,
0: we all mark our
1: territory somehow, and obviously I'm talking about it publicly, so I like I don't make it a secret. <laughs> because nudity believe it or not is allowed in Oregon if you don't show signs of excitement oh that's really in the law book yeah uh, <laughs> like in Portland they do a naked bike ride
2: oh yeah you
1: about that so it, it there's crazy specifications on the nudity law it's like you can't um, be in one place for X amount of time yeah like once it's over that amount of time it's like then you're creepy so if you're a naked person on the go, it's like, it's like I've got shit to do that doesn't require my wallet or house keys. Like, or like, or bring a
2: backpack.
1: Yeah, yeah. Technically you're legal, but if you better hope it's not swimsuit season because if you show signs of excitement, is uh, I believe how it's uh... then you're right. fucked. Yeah. I did a tourist. Bring some uh, shorts
0: just in case. <laughs>
1: Like, I don't know about you, but, like, when I travel, I love the shitty tourist tours. That's actually, like, one of my favorite things about uh, yeah. road work or being anywhere. <laughs> like, that's, you know, what I, I... Like, I ended up in Alaska for two and a half years because... Yeah. I went for a gig, and just because of that, I was yeah. like, well, I want to go to all the museums. So, like, <laughs> uh, it was on the island of uh, on Alaska, Dutch Harbor, like, where Deadliest catches and everything. There's actually, like, three museums. I'm, like, it's really cool. Cool. And, yeah, there's amazing... Uh, history there, you know, it was a World War II hotspot, and like, it wasn't technically U.S. territory at the time, but it was bombed, so like, and then Oregon, same thing, Uh, Oregon was the only uh, on-U.S. soil uh, casualties uh, from World War II. Uh, A Japanese scientist had figured out wind patterns and was sending balloon bombs
2: From Japan, riding the wind currents
1: to get them inland to America.
2: Balloon bombs?
1: This this is 100% true. I've been to the monument uh, for the, uh, I believe it was 12 victims, uh, school children and a teacher.
2: Holy shit. In
1: Lakeview, Oregon, or just outside of Lakeview, Oregon, uh, which is actually also a world-renowned hang gliding spot. Wow. And so, like, I love to find out these things when I go places. Like, it's just yeah,
0: that's cool. So
1: fascinating.
0: There's okay. There's this other podcast. It's called The Dollop. Have you heard of it?
1: No, unfortunately, I haven't. Because my coworkers always have conservative radio going, I don't get to listen to things I want. Right.
0: Well, it's something you could listen to in the car. Like you could hook it to your phone, and then you get an app or whatever. But this podcast, The Dollop, shout out to Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. Um, Dave Anthony did my podcast one time, but it's it's American. It's like a history podcast and it's mainly American history. And what they talk about is Dave has the story and Gareth Reynolds has never heard of it. Oh, cool. And he like tells the story. That he learned about from American history, and it's usually something that's like really fucked up. (laughs) 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 And so every episode you leave, it's like, wow, our country is so fucked up. Like, (laughs) it's built on like a lot of fucked up shit, but then also like all of the mob stuff that's gone on, but that was because of like the way that immigrants were treated, right? And then, they, so they're like, well, we're going to start our own thing and fucking strong arm people, <laughs> shake them down if they try and fuck us up.
1: It's, uh, well, and I think that's why there's so much. It's like the military There's always going to be controversy over the Second Amendment stuff because, like, yes, there's obviously something wrong with the gun system. Yes, I understand. I think it should be a privilege, need. but not a right. And I think it should be like a like DMV status. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and I agree. Driver's license for a gun. I think like, there's plenty of responsible people that that do care about human life that don't actually want to have to use that. Like, yeah, and, and you know, what, Brent hunt. is one of those guys. Like,
0: yeah, people hunt, or they shoot for sport, and like that's fine. But please, um, don't, please don't get a
1: semi-automatic. Yeah, please. <laughs> Sorry, I. I don't know what the hell I did on my settings, but even though my volume is all the way... I'm just going to turn airplane mode on. I'm so sorry, everybody. No problem. No problem. Just pretend that was the sound of all of our good ideas. were <laughs> uh, some good ones. Oh, dude, no, no. I I do believe that the Second Amendment is a protection for the people because it also says... That there is a statement behind just the possibility of that that, like... Don't try to Gestapo our homes. And, you know, so I do understand that it does protect freedoms and life in in a sense. And it's just, unfortunately, a lot of horrible people are getting a hold of them.
0: Yeah, it sucks, dude. Like, the the newest school shooting was Santa Fe or something. And I saw that one of the students who survived it was like, she was like shaken. And she said, like uh, it's just been happening so much i guess i just figured it might happen here too that's not okay to be no, scared no it's not to be okay it of go- it. to be scared of going to school because you'll probably have a school shooting
1: because there's been so many fucking school shootings yeah what is it like uh, 7000 in the last 18 years And. I don't even know the numbers, but I know that it's more... Well, and that's just students and teachers, you know, and past, you know, other victims of those school shootings. And that's just schools. And, uh, you know, it, what really sucks is, you know, if you get killed in your 20s or your 30s, like, there's, like, a good picture of you. Like, yeah, not... Not everybody's gonna have like a Brad Pitt picture, but they're at least gonna yeah. have like a Matt Damon picture. You know, like yeah. hey, I'm there. I you work look out. Back at yeah. it and
0: you're like, that's that's a picture that people look at of me of like,
1: oh, what is it? yeah, it was like oh shit. <laughs> this stunt is when I was like a seven stud yeah. moment. Yeah. Matt Damon, you're awesome, and I respect you as a writer. No, I'm not in- dissing your looks. Like, did I, you ever see that show they made him and um, Ben Affleck? I guess they just threw money at it, but it was
0: called Incorporated. Yeah. it's a sci-fi show and it took place like it felt it felt like it took place feasibly like fifteen years from now and so the the tech it was all about the tech and like um if you worked in the for the corporation it was like in the green zone and the green zone was where like rich people are and so then they don't have to worry about what's in the red zone which is like The dead earth and, like, just dilapidated streets and just, it's all shitty. So if you live in the green zone, there's, like, projectors showing you, like, that it's nice out. It's nice out. Oh, okay. It's nice out. And then if you go into the red zone, it's, there's no cameras, there's no projectors. It's just, like, no, this is the world. It's shitty. It's falling apart. And... One of the guys who works for the corporation. So it was like a Sin
1: City version of Wally, is kind of what I'm getting. <laughs> yeah,
0: a little bit.
1: You know, it was well before those movies came out, I'm sure.
0: But yeah, one of the guys who works for the corporation, he's like, he's infiltrating shit. And you don't really know exactly what his goal is going to be. But you know, it's something cool because he's taking all these risks. And there's all this technology where he could just be like, taken to a room and never seen or heard from again this type, this corporation has that kind i of, wonder
1: if that had roots and elysium was that uh, the name of? His, the one maybe I'm of, i haven't the, seen
0: that but it's about like the elite, very similar the elite like leave the planet pretty much
1: yes yeah yeah very similar premise i mean di- obviously different finishing touches. which
0: like now there's a sky hotel in space have you heard about that $950 million to spend, I don't know, the night on a fucking
1: hotel in space.
2: Uh, it,
1: it's <laughs> mind-boggling to me because, yes...
2: Hotel in space! That's going to
0: be the day of my second album. Hotel in space!
1: <laughs> Not really, but, I mean... Dude... <laughs> How much money do you have to just because that's just not like a goal for everybody? Like yeah. nobody's gonna be like, "All right, I'm gonna save up my entire life. I'm gonna work three jobs. Uh, I'm
2: gonna, gonna make sure finally, I know, like,
0: finally be able to afford
1: just to sleep in space and then be like,
0: <sighs> you know what's gonna happen? You know what's gonna happen is like more more companies are gonna do that, and they're gonna have floating fucking satellite bedrooms and. They're gonna have like robots that attend to you, and it'll it'll be cheaper, but it'll still be expensive as fuck. It'll probably get down to like ten thousand dollars, and then people will still do it. There's gonna be they'll be like, I'm gonna go up
2: instead of a motel
1: six. There's gonna be like a satellite seventeen that you can like stay at. (laughs) Yeah, only seventeen thousand dollars. Don't go to those other guys with their space lice beds. Yeah, it's it, gonna slowly turn into Futurama for real. I actually think Space Hotel. I think the path of our future lies somewhere between idiocracy and Wally. It's certainly like
0: a little of both and a lot yeah. of idiocracy. And like a
1: lot of Wally. Our too. president has done a porn star, uh, has mimicked firing a gun on stage. Yeah. Um, and has made told of, every legal branch that actually, technically, should be able to ran him in to fuck off, and nobody's doing anything. And he keeps fucking shit up. He he opened
0: up a up for a coal mine to be able to put their wastewater in the water like that's drinking water. I yeah. Think. Oh,
1: thank goodness. Like, <laughs> uh, how you did Flint, F- Michigan, happen? We oh fuck. Uh, did you see the White
0: House Correspondence Center with Michelle Wolf
1: I didn't think it was that
0: bad and you it know it was what? so funny
1: I, it, it made me laugh and then also I mean obviously I was laughing as I think most people that are watching it would um, I thought it was just funny that she uh, she was brutally honest Well, and to the extent of you're not going to like this, or even saying it's like, did you guys even Google me before you hired me for this? Like, I hate all of you. Like, honestly, as a comedian, I have to say, like, kudos for integrity and fucking doing that. Yeah.
0: She has a new show. I don't, I think it might be out or maybe
1: almost out. It's coming out, I think. don't know. The break. I love her to death. I loved uh, Nice Lady, uh, her special on HBO. Nice I I think she's teammate. fantastic.
0: Michelle Wolf, if you're listening, and I know you are, maybe you are, I'd love to have you on. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I think she's adorable, hilarious, and brilliant, Like, and not that it looks better in comedy, really. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're dressing up like a priest with a... Crucified Cabbage Patch doll, you know. Then, like, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you do have a specific look you're going
0: for. That was last night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that gold paint did exactly what you wanted it to. <laughs> that was dope.
1: I wanted Stephen Martin from Leap of Faith on acid, and I feel like I got pretty close for a hot glue gun, little spare time, yeah. and, and some spray paint. Like, feel like I got there. That was a That was a craft well, craft well played. That was a good costume moment. (laughs) I felt good about that.
0: Yeah, man. Um, So you said your favorite part about doing comedy is like the friends and relationships made, and like the bullshitting with people after the show. Oh, totally. And before the show, and just joking around constantly. It's so fun. It's one of the best parts. I agree. It's...
1: Well, and... I, I, I feel like it's universal. Like, do... You, I, I just assume that you guys have your level of pranking that you do with each other. Like, that's... Well... Very synonymous with comedy is...
0: Yeah, I mean, some. For sure. I, I don't... I don't have many friends who prank me. But there's just, like, you know, Twitter exchanges and, like, Replying and following following back. Yeah, you bust each it. other's
1: chops and it's okay because you know that you're gonna laugh about it with that person.
0: Yeah. And and also like It's one of the
1: greatest gifts in life, dude. Like I also mean,
0: seeing them live and then telling them that you how much you like the joke after it's feels great. That happened last night after my set. Dude,
1: you, <laughs> everybody did really well. I was you know cause I mean we're I don't know if it's the same for you like you know typically insecure people and like so after a show like I saw just like was it okay <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: I mean uh, like I try and be funny and if it comes out good dope and then people laugh and if it doesn't well fucking maybe I need to change something
2: up
1: but uh, always, yeah it was funny because uh, there's always room for improvement yeah <laughs> you scared me yesterday because I I wanted you to be good because you're so nice and like you're so chill and like you make me laugh just like talking normal wherever so I was just like dude he's so cool Uh, I really hope he does good because it's gonna suck if he sucks and I'll have to be like yeah yeah buddy yeah I've got like I mean, I do you always need to sleep indoors, you know? <laughs> it's only mildly raining in the yard.
0: <laughs> I don't remember how much... There was a couple things. I think the only thing that was pre-written was... Garbage bags are garbage.
1: I, I do love that concept. It had a very Lily Tomlin feel to it, I love it. It just, I like... It does a Mobius
0: fucking a Mobius stream of bullshit through my brain when I think of it. I'm like, oh, the <laughs> snake is eating its head because I'm buying garbage that's gonna just go and be garbage. Yeah, <laughs> and forever be garbage. It's fucking garbage. <laughs>
1: eh? Uh, you know what? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I'm going to take another hit. another ball. To the dome! It's funny because it's out of a skull! <laughs> Scully
0: and Smolder. Oh, yeah, I cleaned out the.
2: Yep! Yeah. <coughs> I'm just not used to the cart. <laughs> uh. So. Oh! Go, so,
1: go. go no, ahead. no, 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 you first.
0: No, I, I didn't have anything else. <coughs> I was using it as transition until I had something.
1: <laughs> okay, what you got?
0: No, I, I don't yet. Oh, okay.
1: What were you going to say? Uh, well, no, I was going to say, uh, mm-hmm. a, the, did you want to talk about the prison thing? Or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so
0: um, you, I, let me do a brief synopsis and tell me what I fuck up. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, we were talking earlier, and he was like, "I went to prison for a year for a pizza delivery heist, and I was like, What <laughs> and it was it like a heist or more like a like a grab and go sort of situation?
1: It was like an ocean's five and a half really uh, there was some like yeah deceivery
0: involved."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh some two maybe some hurt feelings.
0: So for we have people that used
1: to hang out at like all night diners <laughs> where you get like buck fifty coffee with unlimited refills and write crappy poetry, we all would hang out and uh the the two females that hung out with us uh <laughs> um uh they uh were getting sexually harassed by their boss and um uh, the only god I believe in is Robin Hood and like so fucking <laughs> uh, Yeah. I was like that's bullshit. He needs he needs banners. And
0: uh He needs to learn. We need to... ocean's uh, five and... wait, so there were five of you and there was a heist?
1: Yeah. So oh, they, were, shit. they were on the clock, faked it, like <laughs> Like, Oh my god, I'm so surprised! <laughs> and <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, because it's so stupid, dude. I would cough too. No, that
0: was the, that was the hit. That oh, was oh, okay. It was a good
1: hit. Fucking, <laughs> uh. Yeah, that was a nobody gets hurt policy. Uh. So yeah. the two dudes ran in. Uh, I don't want to name anybody, because. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, even though too. a Google search would reveal everybody. But, uh, mm-hmm. It happened. Uh. So. You were the driver? I was the driver. I waited in the truck the whole time. And then, oh, shit. Uh, the two dudes ran in in employee uniforms and then put everything in garbage bags so it just looked like employees taking out the trash
2: because
1: mm-hmm. the dumpster was full. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 300-pound like, safe, like, in a garbage bag. Two dudes. <laughs> That was our big plan, like, we even, like, I rolled up electrical tape, like, over some of the letters and numbers on my license plate, so if somebody passed it, it just looked like a completely different thing, like, yeah. turn threes into Bs, like, that kind of deal. Uh, then we had a ditch spot, <laughs> uh, out in farm country, uh, ditch all this, is for, like, five and a half thousand dollars, like, I- like, that's probably Between what...
2: Between five people?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is probably what Doug will make off of, like, this podcast. with All the sweet advertisements, because Judd Apatow and Matt Damon love it. And Daryl is going to call in in a second, apparently.
0: Reach out to me, everyone. I'm not represented, but I'm here. Yeah. Aren't you guys
1: on Facebook Live? Like,
2: My
1: uh, So then... We get away with the whole thing, actually, oddly enough. Oh, like, shit. we ditch everything, we do everything flawlessly, it's been a month. Did you bury the money? No!
0: <laughs>
1: what pizza shop marks the bills as they come in? Like, what was the, ditch?
0: What was the ditch
1: spot? Uh, for all the evidence? We had several.
2: Like,
1: <laughs> that's why I say, Ocean's five and a half. Like, you know, we didn't have all of our shit together, we were pretty good. So. Uh, just like in up. Oceans 2. You can't play with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for a month. And then my buddy was bragging to this chick, trying to impress her. Oh no. And uh, she called him a goody goody or something. He was like, Oh, you don't know me? I'm a bad boy, man. Like, I just robbed a pizzeria. Uh, and that is not what he sounds like at all. I'm just trying to be nice. And, <laughs> fucking, he uh, didn't realize I, she was a cadet officer. Wow. And her dad was a sheriff. And this is is back in the day when all the phones had cords connected to the wall. (laughs) We called them phone cords. (laughs) Now, they didn't plug in to charge it so you could walk away now. No, that was a stationary device. You were always
2: connected. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You were always connected to anyone you were talking to on the phone because of the wires. Yeah, see? Through the wires, and then all the way across the ocean. The phone got you... connection.
1: Good, <laughs> right, good. Oh, Sorry. using an alternating current device, also known as an CD, whatever the hell that band is. You know where I was going. <coughs> So uh, Sheriff Daddy recorded all of her phone calls anyway because he was paranoid about guys like my friend <laughs> trying to get into her pants Whoa. like he was. Yep. So I worked at a head shop at the time when you weren't allowed to mention weed in Oregon mm-hmm. because the phones had calls. They wouldn't take to Conley <laughs> to that talk. <laughs> in, yeah, it was so weird. You had to have a drug paraphernalia license. Whoa. But you could only refer to it as tobacco shit, so it was like Whoa. if somebody said bong, we had this archaic dictionary that we'd bust out and be like, "Oh, did you mean a long cylindrical device as defined by Webster's in 1935?" <laughs> Precisely. <Persisting. laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, of course, good chap. I would never mention anything otherwise. Yes, yes, cabbages and kings. The <laughs> time has come to select a piece. <laughs>
2: um, so. I
1: had purple dreadlocks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was dressed like I just got fired from a ska band. Uh, like <laughs> checkers. Yeah, these two dudes walk in. They try to play like they were customers, like in case I would run. And I was like, I'm behind a case covered of glass, and like a lot of it has sharp ends. Like, why would I? <laughs> like, why would you think there's any sort of running risk? Like, if I'm gonna, unless I'm gonna Jackie Chan this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So the cops uh, uh, they arrest me on site, like, three days before Christmas. Damn. Uh, uh, I was doing the no, 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 lawyer, 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 and they're like, oh, cool. And then they played the phone call tapes in front of me, <laughs> my friend's smelling the beans. To
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, so I, uh, like, a, a guilty religious kid, I confessed everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so I got sentenced to two and a half years, uh, and then... Um ended up doing six months regular prison, then six months boot camp prison. Regular prison was insane because uh in between there's the intake center <coughs> and which it's, is um where they decide what prison you'll go to, so they like they background check you but it's also like jail purgatory. So it's worse than both. It's literally just a hallway with bunk beds and like And a toilet. And twenty two dudes just Shit. 22, 24 dudes waiting Just, to see what prison you're gonna go. No television, to. nothing. There's a table or two. I think there's two. And uh, every once in a while, a newspaper would get thrown in the cell, and then everybody would fight over it. Whoa. So to avoid fights, I um, if you shred up toilet paper and get it wet, mm. and it'll bond together like clay. So I was making like, cardboard pieces, and I went Andy to I went Andy Frank. And I started making a chess set.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cause when it dries, it in the cardboard sculptures. Oh like so. nice. So I worked my ass off on the chess set. And then everybody loved it because they were like, oh shit, you're doing something for the community. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you set up games. Yeah, so there's this kid that was about my age. What'd uh, you make the board out of on the table? Shredded toilet paper. Yeah. I flattened it between my mattress and the metal framing. Holy shit, that's easy. <laughs> And then the sculpted pieces uh, I just hid in a little area, like, around the sink. There was these weird vents, and uh, by vent, I mean, like, a hole in the brick that went across to the guys in, like, solitary. Yeah. So they called it fishing.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, so you passed your name and inmate number over They passed theirs. Then you guys would... uh, talk terms and then you trade like whatever uh shit they wanted to trade and, like it's like well dude i got you know 10 lopes like 10 envelopes i'm like you know i can trade you for like some dice you made out of your aspirin tablets like
2: whoa <laughs> so if you
1: grind up like you know generic painkillers like ibuprofen or aspirin powder it uh then get it wet it makes a clay and it dries like uh ghetto porcelain Oh, and wow. so guys make dice out of it and they play games. <laughs> like wow! A crazy little shit you can make out of anything. Like I, I told you about making a lighter out of your belt buckle. Uh,
0: yeah, and copper wiring.
1: You get a nine volt battery. You put it. No, no, you don't need copper. Just a paper clip will do it. Uh, uh-huh. You um. Uh, you have to have like a brass uh, kind of belt buckle. Setup. Yeah, like one of the. One of the little brass ones that like foldy clips on uh, cloth belts and then you uh, take the lid of it, you put the um, uh, 9 volt battery uh, right side up and then you connect the paper clip to both the positive and negative charge and the belt buckle itself and within uh, a few minutes it'll get red hot and it's pretty much like branding iron hot and you can light a cigarette off of it or... Oh,
2: you know. man.
1: So you learn how to do that.
0: That's <laughs> so cool. It, no, it's horrible. <laughs> it was prison. I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, but this like the science aspect. Yeah, I got in a fight so bad in the intake center, and that's where like people branch off to other prisons. Yeah. That it gave me a statewide rep. Uh, I was called Sideshow Bob because of my purple dreadlocks. <laughs> Which they cut off because they said I could hide things in them, so I looked like a water mine with just, like, little pegs that used to be, like, dreads, like, sticking up in random places.
2: Sideshow <laughs> bomb.
1: Yeah. Well, because of the chest set, everybody was just like, oh, this motherfucker, dude, yeah, I called, man. You seen what he done with this bishop? <laughs> so, yeah. That's really
0: cool. That you made yeah. a chess set, and then everyone was able to play.
1: It made me some friends, and it kept people away from like fighting with me. It was just like, oh, cool, dude! Like,
0: yeah, this like, guy is like I'll doing play. something with
1: his time. Man. <laughs> <laughs> positive prison stories. <laughs> yeah. uh, again, then uh, mm-hmm. uh, got in a fight so bad, I got knocked out three times. I kept getting back up, so I got respect, and everybody was like, "Don't fuck with Sancho Bob." <laughs> Like somebody was fucking with me when I got admitted to my f- the first prison I went to, which was a Snake River out in Ontario, Oregon, yeah. which is massive. It's like three different cities connected in the middle.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah. It's like several thousand inmates and like all with like different units within blocks within compounds. So, Whoa. I mean, it's like honeycombed out like crazy, like Whoa. some Raccoon Island shit. And like
0: from Resident Evil. Res- yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fucking, uh, so that was massive, and uh, in line they give you, um, it was the first prison to put like a radio jack for like headphones, and there's like four radio stations, Whoa! but it like apparently reduced prison fights like by like 33%. Because, yeah, because like, people you have something to... Well, you're sharing a cell with another person that's also there for a crime that could be any crime, yeah. <laughs> and like you have to share an incredibly small living space with this person. Yeah. Which, for some reason, you feel entitled to judge, which is weird. I was <laughs> like, Well, no, I'm a criminal, that's why I'm here. I shouldn't be able to judge anybody. Uh But yeah, waiting in line, the uh, guy was like trying to grab my headphones. He's like, Y'all, it. I need extra headphones. They told me I'd get some. I was like, Cool, I didn't tell you that. <laughs> and, you know, guys just try to start fights over the smallest shit.
2: Yeah.
1: Tries to make a deal out of it. And out of nowhere, I never even saw this guy. This woman, dude,'s like, Yo, watch out! That's Satchel Bot! And the guy was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I bet you are. Like, on the inside, it was just like, oh, God. <laughs> but on the outside, I was like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so...
0: respect like, respect that, uh, that fight. You heard about my fight.
1: <laughs> scary. What was scarier than the fight, even? Like, I had a busted jaw. broke the cartilage in my chest. Like, I got fucked up. I got oh. knocked out three times, dude. I got, like, beat yeah. the hell up. Yeah. Uh, I'm super scared about who I'm going to get as a cellmate. And like, in my head, I just, uh, like, yes, I guess part of me is racist. I pictured a large black man and <laughs> I, I pictured him just being like, come here, my little Happy Meal, I'm going to make a toy at you. <laughs> <And>
2: <laughs> I, or,
1: or he'd hug you
0: and be like, you're all right. Yeah. Oh,
1: you're my little tib <laughs> <laughs> you know, There was multiple versions I ran through. It wasn't just the one channel and my mind cable, like, but fucking... I I was freaking out and they tell me that my cellmate's name was Buckmaster and like this is the most fucking intimidating name when you're like going through that and so I show up and there's a guy like your size on kidney dialysis and like I Mm -hmm. I joke about this on my stand up but it's 100% true Fucking fell on my knees laughing until I was crying, like, rolling around on the ground once the door shut behind me. And, like, this guy is, like, fucking, like, oh, shit. They let the crazy in the house. <laughs> and I, like, I was like, oh, oh, you're my bitch. Oh, God. As I pretended to undo my fly And I started laughing again. Like, I just cracked myself up and... I like, I was so relieved. I just, like, hit this psychotic, like, level of laughter and relief. I didn't realize how bad I was freaking this poor guy out.
0: (laughs) But he was, like, a a guy that people would go to in the prison? Like, he was... He was really,
1: like, nice and respected. He was in there for, like, car break-ins. And, like, he had been in there for, like, a year and a half. Like, he was... And everybody knew he was on kidney dialysis and, like, you know, had health problems. So nobody fucked with him out of respect because he was a good dude. And, like so we got to know each other after that like i i totally apologize for my entrance but i was like dude i i'm sorry like but when you pictured like this motherfucker and you're like
2: hey how's it going <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like it's like come on tell me you wouldn't crack up a little bit like, yeah um, and be like relieved and you're like yeah.
0: oh what's up sorry about your dialysis
1: yeah and well indeed it's funny like when you have a soulmate that like has to leave for medical shit it's like when you have a roommate that's like never around It's like yeah he's like instead uh, instead of like throwing a party having friends over it's just like oh yeah let's let's say we both get in the mix like talking to your hands like
2: uh, <laughs> oh lefty you want first oh she's so eager
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah bust out the uh uh, aluminum foil you've saved over the years To make a disco ball <laughs> <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Like a, a A remake of a very White Like <laughs> Vinyl album that you've made out of your own earwax Or something <laughs> Some crazy it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Donald and And <laughs> uh, yeah, I did that for six months, and then... And then it was boot camp. Well, they they don't tell you when they're moving you, so, like, it was just 5-3 in the morning, and all of a sudden there's guards in my cell, which is, like, usually not a good thing, especially after you're surviving a prison riot. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, then... They... You get handcuffed all, like, Harrison Ford fucking fugitive style, except, yeah. uh... Uh, oddly enough, designed by a prison inmate, uh, they have this choker thing that they put on the handcuffs, so it forces your hands, like, sit, you know, eight, six inches apart, Yeah. but pointed away from each other. So, like, you can't, like, Whoa. sneak anything on yeah. your bus trips so if you happen to get near anything. And then you have uh, what they call leg arms, you know, the chains between the legs. Yeah. So you're super locked up, and... If you have to piss, if if you're lucky enough to be on one of the buses that has a bathroom, yeah. you have to pee like that standing up.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> you just have to go with it. Oh, dude, it was like
1: a a scene from fucking Dumb and Dumber. It was just like fucking everywhere, dude. Whoa! Like,
0: and like nobody judged
1: anybody over it because it was just like it's like this is our option. Yeah, they're not gonna let us go to the bathroom. Well, and the guards would be fuckers and like offer you, like all the coffee you wanted and stuff, just because they got a kick out of like watching dudes piss themselves. You know, like we hey, were fucked up and name. So they transferred me to OSP, uh, Oregon State Penitentiary, where I guess part of Shawshank was filmed.
0: Oh. And, uh. You know, I still haven't seen it. That's one that's eluded me all these years. And I know the impression that one you of did.
1: The finest film <laughs> that you've ever seen. Never. <laughs> By one of the most beautiful voices. That God is like a creator. Hence, I've actually played
2: God, I played God several times.
1: <laughs> You've worked on that. It's good, dude. It's my favorite, man. So that's uh, Morgan, I guess to say Morgan Freeman and Gollum. Like, do you ever get attached to your voices? Yeah. Like Gollum and Morgan Freeman. It's hard not to get attached to the voices because you spend
0: enough time speaking in them. Yeah. And you're like... Well, that's like another extension of me, I guess. I can talk like this other person and pretend I'm them for a minute. <laughs> that's all acting is. It's all improv is. It's like, I'm going to go with it.
1: <laughs> and then if it's good, it's good. <laughs> I think a big thing with that is like, am I having fun with it? Like, <laughs> like my favorite one is, did we talk about the Sergeant Dickles thing? Uh, I don't think so. So you met Cody. We did a show together last yeah, night. He's on yeah. the show tomorrow as well. Tomorrow, that's right. Friday, the 25th. Well, Saturday, it'll the be, 26th. It'll be today
0: o'clock. for the listeners. Oh, today. Because it. Um, cards on the table. It is Thursday. We're recording it on Thursday, releasing it on Friday. So, today and tomorrow. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: So Doc, if you're telling me what we're talking about today is gonna happen tomorrow,
2: which for them will be today. That's right, Morty. (laughs) That's right. And we gotta go back in time and we gotta use the time looper. We gotta use the time looper, Morty. It's another thing from a movie. Remember that movie, Morty? Rick, I, I don't think
1: it's a great idea. (laughs)
2: Listen, Morty, what the hell do
1: you know? (laughs) I know that the burnt snowflakes are supposed to appear Friday, May 25th and 26th at 8 p.m. And that the handsome, dashing, somewhat sun-tolerant ginger, Doug Colt will be headlining. He
2: catches on fire (laughs) if he goes outside in the sun. It's weird.
1: Also, (laughs) it's... Going to be finished by Stephanie Slade, local legend of rock and roll, doing a never heard before song. And they're both gingers. I can tell it's a great night out because it ends with a rash.
2: (laughs) It'll be a beautiful sight, Morty. All right. Just go to it and then laugh if you can't, if you think something is funny. But if you don't think something is funny... Don't laugh because then you're a sheep and you're just following along.
1: Does your grandfather talk like this?
2: <laughs> Does he
1: say things at the grocery store like watch out for the donkeys"? <laughs> then try who gives a shit retirement homes. <laughs> That's right, custom built for the one that you loathe but still have to take care of due to family ties. Sure, they beat you when you were younger, but now let us beat them for you. We even do customize abuse abuse treatment. Dude, that would be so great. So yeah, come to our show. Yeah, dude. Okay, so if my dad was still alive, like he—he was one of those people that had like dementia coming from the get-go. Yeah. So yeah, like
0: sequel. Uh, But (laughs) he pointed to himself.
1: Yeah. Um, I would have loved to. Uh, had a customized like punishment list for him at a retirement home like the shit that he did like have nurses when he left shit on the ground just be like you see this this is mine now yeah yeah belongs to me cause obviously you can't be trusted with these Legos <laughs> cause I stepped he, on them
2: that's what he would do yeah <laughs> so, oh, shit
1: <laughs> just give him some twilight zone like reverse parenting yeah. like, time enough at last <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, time enough at last to be haunted by your past oh yeah. shit
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. <coughs> if my mom ever went to a retirement home I would just be coordinating uh, her catering events with the staff <laughs> I was like alright Lorraine really wants to do that you know, spinach comfy. <laughs> it's beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> with the roasted cashews you would swear there's another protein in there but no <laughs> <laughs> my was a fabulous show Magnifique. oh dude did we ever talk about your Mm no alright this is my peace on earth <laughs> message I want to send <laughs> like my comedy style that I really want to want to start okay and I, I really wish this went viral and like you seem like somebody that would have fun with this okay okay I want to do your mompliments. yeah alright so we say extreme compliments to each other's mothers, but act like it was a diss. <laughs> yes. So it's still competitive, but it's also fun. So, like... Wait, did I... I think
0: we maybe did talk about this. Did you, Did I tell you about the show Boast Rattle?
1: Boast Rattle? No, no, no. Okay, tell me about Boast Rattle. So
0: Kyle Ayers, shout out to Kyle Ayers. And if you're listening, and maybe maybe you are, maybe you're not, I'd love to have you on. <laughs> Uh, boast rattle. It's just like instead of a roast battle, it's the opposite. It's compliments to the other person. Okay,
1: so exact same thought, but just with your mom.
2: <laughs>
1: so like, okay, your mom was cooking is so good. Gandhi broke a fast. <laughs> oh, oh, he went to the food. <laughs> All right. So your mom' is.
0: Uh, your mom's so funny. I laughed.
1: Until I shit myself? It's not even
2: <laughs> it's not really a joke.
1: Your mom is so I funny and kind. I laughed until my until I shit myself. She changed the diaper while still making hors d'oeuvres with her clean left hand. <laughs> she did the laundry and didn't laugh once about it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your mom is so kind and giving, Jesus praise to her. <laughs>
0: Your mom is such a uh, nice person that she will just fucking give. She gives out money on Halloween instead of candy, <laughs> but also candy. <laughs>
2: Because uh, I'm stuck to just <laughs> not get candy for my house. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was really offensive, Doug, because like you're at Job's Witness. To get to celebrate Halloween.
2: Oh, oh, shit. Really?
1: Oh, dude, we did like earthquake reenactments for fucking Halloween growing oh. up Job's horse. Because, I mean, poor... My poor mom, dude, like she really did a... A good heart and balls of steel to like make it work because she didn't want us kids to like see other kids having fun in costumes and doing candy because my parents were dramatic and fun like that. We already did costume stuff. Like, yeah. uh Joe's Witnesses do sketches. They yeah. don't notice? Yeah, it's like Christian SNL and it's like a it's like a big deal who gets booked that week for Whoa. the dramatization. Oh yeah, yeah. The woodman Seeds were high up there, <laughs> sir. You can at least count on a bi-monthly performance. There was Mormon performances. Oh, oh yeah. There was yeah, like a little... road show. There is, was that where, like, is that where you got the bug? There was
0: talent. Yeah. Com- there was talent competitions and stuff. And, um, that's not where I got the bug. Like I always liked singing, and then so um, I started writing music, and I was like, I like performing, and sometimes something in my song ends up funny because I'm just writing it and if something feels too serious then I have to like break the tension and um I forgot where I was going with that <laughs> M- music and then oh yeah so anytime my music would make people laugh I think I liked that feeling more than the feeling of like just playing a song and and like I'll still do shows and stuff, but you know, comedy, stand-up, that's the thing that draws me the most. I'm like, it's let's, so let's honest. Fucking, let's fucking do this. I don't have this shit to talk about. I think it's funny. Hope you think it's funny. If you don't, fine. You're not on my side. But if you do, then maybe you're on my side, and we can all laugh together about it.
1: I don't know if you feel the same. I feel like nowadays the stuff that I'm doing on stage, uh, like how many years have you been in? Ten. Ten, okay. So we're both in the double digits. Nowadays, if something doesn't work with the audience, I actually feel comfortable just staring back at them until they do get it or hitting that point of like oh you want more detail okay cool let's talk about exactly how it's here's why this is sex. funny
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: sometimes the explanation just going into it is so funny because it's like it's like people already laughed <laughs> and then you go into explaining it I've done it
1: <laughs> uh, what's your favorite like dad joke oh shit
0: it's um so I wrote this joke early, oh it's an original early in my stand up yeah and it's like uh it's the one that I would say if people said tell me a joke tell me a joke you know cause anytime you're like I do comedy people are like tell me a joke yeah. and so this is one that I would do sometimes and it was um So, this dessert walks into a bar, it looks like a a, uh, melted bowl of chocolate ice cream, and um, goes up to the bartender, he's like, can I have a drink, bartender's like, sure, what's up, you seem sad, you seem like upset, and then the melted bowl of chocolate ice cream goes. Well, the fridge went out, and I've been having trouble putting my life back together.
2: <laughs> 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 it's so fucking tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I love, but the rich backstory, Sarah, like, I, that, that's awesome. My absolute, my favorite one is so fucking dumb I, I read it in a book actually yeah. that I got for a birthday present which is like when you write jokes that's not a compliment like family and friends just saying right now like, I'm not sure if you meant to be mean with that gift but that that hurt <laughs> it's like well here's a bunch of jokes they told in the 50s uh, so these three guys uh, they've been stuck on this uh deserted island uh for a couple years now yeah shipwrecked uh shipwrecked uh um, shit-wrecked. shitwrecked and <laughs> shipwrecked uh they were on a shipwreck and in addition to that all their shit got wrecked <laughs> <good>. <laughs> 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 um, I'm not, not sure so. if it's the weed or the alcohol but I feel funny <laughs> uh, but then uh they've actually figured out a way to coexist uh they each have their own little private area of the island for night. Yeah. Uh, they even made a masturbation hut, like, at the top of the hill, so, like, nobody's allowed to, like, go up there when one person, like, says it's in use, you know. So they figured out a way to, like, coexist and, like, you know, yeah. make somewhat of a life. But still, every day they want off of there, so they hang out on the shoreline and look out at the vacant sea and just wait for some sign of hope. And after a couple of years, uh, this lamp washes on shore. And the first guy's like, I, dude, at this point I'll try anything. And he like racheturbates the lamp and out pops a genie. And the genie's like, all right, normally I give one of you three wishes. The genie is from Jersey. Uh, normally I give one of you three wishes, but since there's three, you each get one wish. The first guy's like, I wish I was back home with my family and friends. Boof, he's gone. Nice. Second guy is like, I wish I was back home with my family and friends. Boof, he's gone. Third guy gets the lamp and he goes, "Oh geez, it's kind of lonely here. I sure wish my friends were with me."
2: <laughs> and they just like
1: <laughs> they get like one second of, "Honey!" <laughs> oh man, it's so stupid. <sighs> it, it tickles me. That third guy, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun one, you can tell it in front of kids. It's good.
0: And then also, the lamp will probably be passed on.
1: Someone else will find it. I can't even remember where I heard my favorite stupid one. Uh, why did the mermaid wear seashells? Because she was selling them down by the seashore. She was too big for b shells. Uh, oh, uh, breast uh, joke! Uh, <laughs> Locker room talk. <laughs> Uh um, it's just boobs. Everyone loves boobs. Everyone yes.
0: loves boobs. Universal.
1: Well we were just talking about no effects you know, so I mean
2: boobs, duck, boobs,
1: ducks.
2: <laughs> what albums boobs
1: on? Just. Uh it's definitely like early nineties. My my most known
0: album is Punk and Drublik. And um I mean couple other songs randomly here and there but punk and drug that's my shit
1: linoleum uh, herb albert and the tijuana brass band uh whipped cream that's definitely my most memorable album in possession at any point in my life herb albert and the tijuana brass band Whip cream They did, like, uh, the theme song for the Data Game.
2: What was on the the cover of the
1: uh, album? It was a woman covered in whipped cream. I think I had that record. It's pretty craptastic. Mm -hmm. if you want every moment of your I life... I know I've seen that record before. ...to right? feel like uh, you just succeeded at something in a 1970s sitcom, play that album in the background and you're there, dude. <laughs> it's like, I found the bell bottoms I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just feels good to listen yeah, to cheesy shit awesome. like that. I yeah. love cheesy shit. Like,
0: no, it's good. Like I, At one point I was like, I wish I could put my record player up in my car and then play records while I'm driving and I'm like nah it would skip it would skip a million bajillion times it would skip (laughs) oh shit (sighs) because also it's like a crazy thing to have going while you're driving and then what is side A
1: going to finish and then I'm going to turn around and turn it over to side B (laughs) (laughs) but some olden cars had that like I remember being at an antique car show and it was like Shirley Temple's old car and it had a a phonograph. Records? Yeah. Holy shit. Like, but the old school wind-up. So in addition to driving, you also gotta like crank it. Crank it. And then, oh, wow.
0: That's cool. It's
1: also funny to picture like a crossover between people today and back then listening to music the car's like, wait, till you motherfuckers listen to this shit. Mm-hmm. I'd walk a million miles for one of your smiles, my man, me. You know, like
0: yeah. The, um, yeah. have you heard of that show Another Period?
1: Oh my god, I love that show.
0: Natasha Leggero and Ricky Lindholm.
1: When they get fucked up on cocaine wine with Helen Keller, which is like episode one or two, <laughs> so. like, it's it's pretty early on. I was just like, immediate, <laughs> immediate love back. and mad respect for that show. Um,
0: like. David Koechner. Fuck. Shout out to all you guys. And also, if you're all listening, and I know you are, I'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> Oh man. Dude, this has been a good episode.
1: It's been a lot of fun,
0: man. I feel like. Um Do you wanna plug anything else that you haven't plugged yet? Uh dude if your you're Your Twitter, in, your
1: Instagram, your any kind of uh Uh anything Jake Woodman C uh, just like Lumber Human Eyeball. Uh
2: that's
1: <laughs> so, my name. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know, Rev Woodmansey at Yahoo Gmail whatever. I have accounts for those. Um I'm on Facebook. Uh I really use Twitter 'cause I get it 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 gets too notify y. Yeah. I'm a kind of a curmudgeon that way.
0: I, I mean I went in and turned off most of my notifications. Were the ones where it was like someone just posted a tweet about something and I'm like, that's cool, but I'm busy living my life and like like if I'm reading Twitter and if I see that on my notifications or the fucking scroll then I'll comment on it or I'll like it
2: like, <laughs>
0: but I don't need to be notified anytime anyone tweets I do have notifications set up for some
1: accounts I should be better about <laughs> it uh, but if you are in Central Oregon check out Central Oregon Comedy Scene or Beertown Comedy Also, Coiled Entertainment, uh, the main companies I work with, we always do uh, different uh, collaborations together, as well as uh, the fantastic Jesse Locke over at AMZ Studios, responsible for Trixie Jesus and Nightmare at Boob Camp. Uh, (laughs) If you haven't seen those things, you should hunt uh, the AMZ uh, YouTube site, which uh, also features my sister, the lovely and talented Chelsea Woodman uh, so thank you, Jesse Locke, over at AMZ. It's been really fun working on various projects with you, and I hope to do more.
0: Hell yeah! Uh, definitely sure.
1: check out my Rocky 4 montage remake and Trixie Jesus on that um, page. Then I gotta watch Rocky IV first. No, actually, it's it's summarized in the video. I was Ivan uh, Drago, uh, the Russian with the platinum hair. I know, but, like... If you've uh, watched Family Guy, you've at least seen it. You know, ba- on a base
0: Rocky level, movie. like, I do want to watch the Rocky movies, because I just haven't seen them, and I heard I hear
2: they're good.
1: Well, there's a version you can watch on it, on the uh, uh, account on YouTube, where actually it does a side-by-side of our montage, which is frame-for-frame, frame, a recreation, yeah. with my pale, out-of-shape Armenian sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like I can say, and she would be like, "Yeah, yeah, yep yeah, getting better, working on it." But yep, yeah, yep yeah. I'm not trying to body shame my sister. It was just we joke both constantly about our like not being on the cover of a health magazine. Yeah, <laughs> shout, out. Some...
0: shout out, fucking shout out. I'm I have Lyme disease. I I get it. My like, 401k plans, cigarettes.
1: Cane. <laughs> it's like, all right, this is going to save me that many years of life. That's going to be a lot cheaper. <laughs> That's working out. And what, a $7 tax every two days? Yeah, yeah, we can live with this shit. He seemed to say. um, As I laugh like a dirty Vegas hooker. Uh, But, yeah, definitely check out those videos. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Bleached My Hair Platinum Blonde. uh, Did the, um... Oh, God, like, Rutger Hauer from, like, Blade Runner, like... Yeah. Blonde. (laughs) Uh with my out of shape ass
0: scene for scene
1: yeah Uh, so I got to punch the shit out of my sister in a boxing ring which was so much fun (laughs) like cause we got to punch each other you know but like and it was fake punches they were love taps you know but like full (laughs)
2: contact
1: (laughs) no 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 no. we didn't go for it but Chelsea was so funny dude she would belt me in the face like super hard and I'd tap her she'd be like dude take it easy What the (laughs) fuck are you kidding me like I'm going at half speed, I'm barely touching your schnoz. What the fuck? (laughs) But then, like, it came time for me, and she just, whack! Like, I was like, hey, Iron Fist! Settle the fuck down! Uh, but, uh, it was was a beautiful moment in gender equality, uh, between brother and sister, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was funny, and So Chelsea would be like that, and then Jesse Locke played Sylvester Stallone. He played Rocky, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which I don't know if you've uh, met uh, Jesse Locke. It's like – so you know the movie Twins where Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito are twins –
0: yeah, and share I,
1: genetic makeup.
0: I haven't, uh, I haven't seen yeah. it, but I know the story.
1: So in that scenario, Jesse Locke would be the Arnold Schwarzenegger of Uncle Fester. Like, I mean, he's just like cue ball bald, like <laughs> thick frame glasses, like he, he works inside all the time on his movie stuff, so he's kind of pale. Like, so yeah, he yeah. would be the. <laughs> there's somewhere there's a Demi Devito Jesse Locke that <laughs> got all the shit genetic makeup, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah Jesse Locke is the Arnold Schwarzenegger of that and he plays Sylvester Sloan, so he just he had this wig and uh, it's really sweet. he and his wife have this deal that uh once a month they do date night, yeah or every every week they do date night, and the other partner gets to pick what date night is, yeah, so apparently he was in charge of date night mm-hmm. <laughs> and but he worked on this thing for seven months, like because of all of our schedules being crazy, so yeah. I kept my hair bleached like that for that long <laughs> and we would just randomly meet and like <laughs> reshoot our scenes <laughs> so like in some of it you can see I've got like five days worth of facial hair some I've got like none <laughs>
0: you kept it going for reshoots
1: oh dude it was funny uh, to this day like I still uh, help out every once in a while at the bar that I was bartending at at the time yeah uh, that we were shooting that Uh just for side cash and like People see me and they're like, man, you look a lot like that little, like, surfer dude that, like, used to be. (laughs) It's like, oh, before I had my back surgery and my hair was platinum? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was me.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: So, but yeah, check out AMZ videos. Good stuff. Uh, Doug, you're awesome. I can't wait to perform with you tomorrow at Second Street Theater. Same. That's going to be so fun. Dude. I'm excited. It's going to be a blast.
0: I'm going to record it, and I'm going to video it, and I'm going to fucking try and maybe sell it to someone, Comedy Central or Netflix.
1: What's up? And then we're going to touch ourselves to the thoughts of your moms, because we respect them so much we wouldn't invade their personal bubbles. Duplex comedy
0: suplex. The Lyme Disease Awareness Tour. Be aware. And also, dude, thank you so much for doing this. Dude, thank
1: you, man. It was my
0: pleasure. That was so fucking fun. And this has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and...
2: Jake Woodman, see you. That's right. <laughs> Later.